0: This is Areski Daoud, Principal Analyst at risk advisory firm Meir Risk LLC and I am also the editor of the North Africa Journal. This is a brief called In Case You Missed It. Unlike the podcasts that typically last more than 20 minutes, In Case You Missed It is meant to be very brief, relatively speaking, informative and can cover one or more topics of the day. So uh, last week, you must have heard that Libya's two warring factions signed a permanent ceasefire agreement. The signing ceremony ended with a, a big, a big media fanfare uh, after nearly two weeks of negotiations between the government of National Accord, or GNA, which is based in the western city of Tripoli and recognized by the United Nations, and on the other hand. Uh, representatives of the eastern faction which includes a separate parliament called the House of Representatives. The eastern region is essentially led by a warlord and troublemaker Khalifa Haftar. Well, the move is important because at the least it signals the willingness among many Libyans to end the bloodshed that ruined their country since the fall of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011. The initiative was driven by Stephanie Williams, the UN's acting envoy to Libya, an efficient diplomat who knows Libya well, having been the American uh, charge d'affaires there. Of course Williams was ecstatic about the deal when she announced that uh, feuding parties agreed that, and I'm quoting, all military units and armed groups on the front lines must retreat to their camps and all mercenaries and foreign fighters have three months, essentially, to pack their bags and leave. That sounds good, right? Well, except that the real stakeholders have not necessarily endorsed the deal. Uh, Here's what Williams added. We urge internal and external actors now to support good-faith implementation of the agreement. End of quote. This one tiny expression speaks volumes as to what extent international meddlers and troublemakers are ready to accept stability in Libya or not. And they are probably not ready to pack yet, even though the two feuding parties separately announced this past summer that they intended to stop fighting. Uh, While the process is good and necessary, the signatories are not on the top of Libyan uh, leadership to confirm that the deal will stick. The GNA was represented by Ahmed Abu Shahma and the Eastern Rival Delegation led by Mohammed Al Amami. Both have no major mandate to speak on behalf of all the tribes and groups engulfed in the, uh, cri- in the Libyan crisis. Now, the deal concluded that uh, well, the need to reconvene uh, to lay the groundwork for unified armed forces while ensuring that foreign fighters are expelled. Uh, the date of November uh, was set for a follow-up meeting in Tunis. But foreign meddlers are not likely going to abide by the deal. In the West, even though GNA chief Fayez al welcomed the agreement, the men supporting him, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan of Turkey, noted, and rightly so, that the ceasefire agreement was actually not made at the highest level. And he added, so it seems to me that it lacks credibility. End of quote. On that point, I find myself agreeing with him. Such deal to work will require both Saraj of the West and warlord Haftar of the East to be be among the signatories. To begin with, Haftar's sponsors, including the United Arab Emirates, Russia and Egypt, to name a few, have invested so much that they don't see a future Libya not ruled by men that they control themselves directly. Russia will find it hard to ask its mercenaries from the Wagner group that their mission is over and that leaving the western government intact would mean Turkey now has the upper hand. The Egyptian military too will have a hard time accepting any strong position for the Tripoli government which Cairo identified as being under the control of the Muslim Brotherhood. Setting aside the excitement of the deal, some governments were careful not to sing the victory song. Germany called it a ray of hope, and I think they have the right to be careful. Where will things stand three months, six months, a year from now? Probably where it is today, a zero-sum game where no one really wins, but where the country will continue to experience a a painful status quo. Even the Biden administration in Washington, if that happens to be, will not likely have the energy to deal with Libya in 2021, although the U.S. administration will continue to look for ways to counter the ever-growing influence and presence of Russia and China in North Africa. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.